Kenna Mutsabi Muloi, Murari wa Albertina, Mama Chona, Le Joseph Mbutana Muloi, Kele Le Kholokwe, Le Shaba Kotwana, Le Shaba Kuka Le Maoka Sibunu, Le Shaba Lisa Koronga Makotwana, Makotwana Aisha Aihalala, Arukutla Hapewe Ekeza, Mutuaweti. Welcome to the journey with Mpo Podcast. A sacred space for healing, love, and rediscovering your life purpose. Introducing your host, Mpa. Hello, JWM family. Welcome to Mastering the Higher Self with Ali. In the studio with us today is one of the first few people who embraced me when I first arrived in Hawaii. This is a friendship that thrives on little maintenance. We have not seen each other in over a year, so we are deeply grateful for this time together. Today's guest has a bachelor's degree in psychology. She studied life coaching at the Southwest Institute of Healing Arts and is a yoga instructor. She is trained in Psych-K and studied Ayurvedic nutrition at the Greens Ayurveda in Kerala, India. She has a background in dance and guides aesthetic dance events. She has attended several retreats that specialize in self-growth and has a profound interest in personal transformation. In her spare time, she enjoys making music, dancing, meditation, vegan cooking, hiking, and the ocean.
that you don't come out and perform anywhere where I'm at anymore? <laughs> what madness is this? Why are you hiding all of this? It's not that I'm hiding it, because I do post it on Instagram when I feel called right. to do so. <laughs> but I actually made a deliberate decision to stop performing just a couple years ago. Okay. Because I wanted to hone in more on what I was doing. Mm. Um, when I was performing a couple years ago, maybe two or three years ago, I had just learned how to start learning the guitar. Okay. And I really, really wanted be, to be able to perform with the guitar. Okay. So I was really nervous because it's, you know, as you're learning guitar and you're singing, it's like your mind is working so hard okay, okay. to just keep track of yourself. Okay. And so when you're performing, it just makes the performance really difficult because I found that I, I wasn't enjoying myself because I was struggling so much on stage. Oh, okay. That combined with the anxiety and the nervousness that you naturally get during performing, it was yes. just really stressful for me. So <laughs> my, my plan is to go out soon. I think 2020 is the, is the year. Yeah. yeah. 2020 feels like my year to retreat, okay. you know? feels like retreat year. I understand. Okay, my manners. Welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that song. Such powerful lyrics. What inspired them? What At what point in your life would you say you were at when you felt called to just start writing? This song or just in general? This song in general. This song was written relatively recently. Oh. Yeah, just a couple months ago, if not less. Okay, okay. Yeah, I just took a day off of work, and I, I just had all these feelings, and I decided to write a couple of songs, so this was the more intense one that came out. Okay. Um, and it was inspired from pain. Oh. Pain and the desire to heal, and the desire to recreate my life and find people that I really feel safe with, that mm. I really resonate with, and so part of that is healing myself, because the okay. more that I heal myself, the more I'm going to be able to attract that around me. Yeah. Look, I'm scared to start this off deep, but I feel like I'm going to go that direction anyway, so we might as well dive head in and see if we can backtrack a little bit. But observing you from a distance, I always felt like you were on that journey anyway, like to heal the self and to find more people who are in line with your tribe and your vibration and, you know, so... I, I'm kind of surprised hearing you say, oh, I felt like that till this day because it's been what four years since I've known you and I feel like you were spending a lot of time do you feel like you go you advance more in your journey and then you come back again and go okay I'm at the beginning or you're dealing with different parts of yourself that need healing at different times and maybe that's what it is Okay, so maybe I'll explain. Okay. So when I first met you, actually, four years ago, I was in a very different place in my life. Yeah. I was going out all the time. I was hanging out with people. Yeah. I just, but there, there were things that ha have happened in my life that had yeah. really sparked me to reevaluate the whole thing. So actually, I, I took a few years hermiting myself. Okay. Yeah, so I spent, like, I'm, I'm just started coming out again. Yeah. I spent a lot of time just reevaluating who I was allowing into my life, what I was allowing myself to do, who I was allowing myself to be, and, you yeah. know, just using other people as a reflection, as a mirror. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, I deliberately retreated myself from the world. Like, I would still go out and go to work and okay. do certain things, maybe hang out with somebody, like, every now and then, but very little. Yeah. Very, spent very little time with human beings. 
And so recently I'm starting to find, like actually just last week I went to this yoga retreat on island and I just okay. met a bunch of awesome people and I just started hanging out with them. And so it's really <laughs> recent that I've started hanging out with people. Actually, it's so funny that you asked me to do this this yeah. week because I have been doing social things like every night for the past week, which is the complete opposite of what I have been doing for the past three years. How does it feel? It feels amazing, but I know I, I do have to time myself, but okay. but I'm really glad that I'm doing it. Like, this is kind of like ignition. It's almost okay. like this, you know, it's like helping me to get out and yes. just interact with people again, which is not easy. It's not going to be easy. No, it's not. No, because you, you still <laughs> see like where you need to heal when you're dealing with certain situations. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny that you bring it up. It's one of my questions. We're going to get to it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Where were you born? I was like, born on this island. Born on this island, mm -hmm. always lived here since forever. No. Okay. Where did you move to after being born here, and then how did you find your way back here? Yeah, so well, I was born here, and I've lived in different places in town. Then when I was five, I moved to the west side of the island. Okay. And then I spent my elementary years there. When okay. I was almost 10, I moved to California. My okay. mother was married to someone in the military. Okay, okay. So I lived in California for a couple years, New Mexico for three years, and then okay. Virginia, I spent the rest of my high school and my college years there. Wow. I've lived in a lot of places. <laughs> Energy spread out. A lot, yes. Really spread really far <laughs> across the country. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel, too. What was your childhood like? Are you an only child? I'm an only child. Okay. Yeah. So pretty exciting, pretty entertaining, or very, like, quiet and... I had a really rough childhood. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I don't want to go into details too much right okay. now, but okay. we'll just leave it at that. It was yeah. hard. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm healing from, still. Mm. A lot of us are. I feel like a lot of us are, yeah. you know. It takes a while, because I don't think the child recognizes that it went through something, right? Yeah. And so you're the adult, but you still have the child in you that went through something. They refer to it as the inner child. And so you're having to go back, find that child, find out what they were scared of and what they were hurting from, and heal them from that point and bring them into your adult self so that your adult self can start having better relationships and being healthier. Right, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the work I'm doing now. I'm trying to like access my inner child and have a relationship and tell them you can be present here in this now in my adult self there is room for you and there is a place for you I don't want you hiding in a little corner and then you know feeling like you have to act out in order to be recognized be here in the same 26 year old self I am hey, beautiful <laughs> yeah. okay so when we first met you went by the name Alicia Grant I did that, oh, that's my name my given name <laughs> Yeah, and a few months later, you disappeared for about a year, which, <laughs> yep. you know, I would see glimpses of your thoughts on social media, but never you and the physical flesh until kind of like last year. So what inspired the decision to change your name on social media? Obviously not like on paper by birth. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, and who knows, that could change. Yes, yes. Part of it is that I started getting triggered by my name because mm. it was not used in the best way when I was younger. Okay. So I wanted to come up with something new. And honestly, when I was little, I actually really wanted, I really liked the name Allie. Okay. But I just never thought that I had the freedom to to ask to be called that. Okay. So I'm, I'm ask, asking for people to call me Allie now. <laughs> <laughs> and the middle name Indra? Indra. So I just, I just like that name. Okay. Well, okay. So I was in a thrift store and okay. I was going through dress it or clothes and yeah. I saw this tag that like um, the the brand is called Inda. Okay. I was like, okay. What a beautiful name. name. Yeah. Inda. 
But then I, I went with Indra. Okay. Um, so there is actually, it's based on, I believe it's um, based off of, what's that religion in India? Why am I drawing a blank? There's Hinduism. Hinduism. Yeah, it's I've been feeling Hindu called God. to that religion for some reason. Yeah. I actually downloaded a Hindu keyboard this morning so I could write things in Hindu. Okay. I don't, Yeah. I'm actually reading a book about mantras that's teaching me about the, you know, how to write out the mantras and the power of writing it out. Mm -hmm. So interesting that nice. you bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like it's in sync. <laughs> okay. Between poetry, yoga, and music, which came first? And do you feel like they're all linked? Absolutely. They're absolutely okay. all linked. Um, yoga came first for me. Okay. Okay. Because... I just heard my friends talking about it when I was a freshman in high school. Okay. And okay. It, for some reason, it just drew me in, just the word yoga, and yeah. I wanted to try it. Okay. So I was at Ross one time, like one time my mother brought me to Ross, and I was yeah. walking around, and I found these videos. Okay. And it was from this woman named Rainbow Mars. Okay. And she's a professional yoga instructor. Okay. So it was, it, it was still VHS back then. I had a VHS player, and I would just pop the videos in, and in the evenings, I would yeah. just do yoga after I got back from track. Yeah. And I found it really calming and relaxing. Yeah. And so it really helped me throughout my journey Oh, man. My teenage years. What would you, how long would you say it took you to, like, take it on professionally? Because I feel like you're now yoga instructor, right? Mm -hmm. So yes. super professional. When did that come about? I decided to do a training in India in 2015. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then that was it. You were like, okay, I'm a yoga instructor. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> so when I was in India, I was looking at Craigslist for jobs that I could, because I was traveling for a while. I took about a year off to go traveling. Okay. Okay. So I was in India on Craigslist for <laughs> looking at jobs on Oahu. Okay. Okay. And I found, because I had always wanted to do sound healing and that really drew me in. This was still in 2014. Mm -hmm. And I mm -hmm. found this sound healing studio mm -hmm. that was called Sound Shala. And I was like, what? A sound healing studio is opening up in Honolulu? Okay, yeah. Like, that just blew my mind. And I was like, <laughs> how perfect is this? And they, they were looking for yoga instructors. And I was like, oh my goodness. So I sent this long email. I'm like, hey, I'm in India right now. But like, you know, when I get back, could I have a job? <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, yes. They were like, okay, well, since you, you don't really have experience because you you're doing your training now... Maybe you can come yeah. and intern for us and then, you know, just get a, a feel for what yeah. we're doing. And yeah. I got trained uh, on playing the gongs and sound oh. healing by a professional gong player. A gong master is what oh. you would call it. So <laughs> it was really cool to be exposed to that. And so, yeah, I, I had that introduction um, of being an instructor, mm -hmm. teaching gentle yoga and doing sound healing. And it was amazing. Oh my goodness. So just so you guys know, I'm interviewing Allie in her space and in her home and we have a dog that she's dog napped that doesn't belong to her barking <laughs> in the background. But what we also do have is singing bowls all over the place and a drum. Yes. <laughs> so this is big music master. <laughs> well, it's a work in progress. <laughs> okay. So what inspires your art? like any of it, the yoga, the music, the poetry, where do you think you draw a lot of your inspiration from? From my feelings, okay. from my emotions. Yeah. Yeah, just feelings. Yeah, that's such that's such a big part of the human experience. Yes. I think that's maybe the biggest part of the human experience, yeah. in my opinion. 
it's what tailors everything, you know, how we process things, our perceptions, how we react to things, our actions, our motivations. At the core of it, it's just basically how was I feeling at that time? And so I'm trying to, because we're, I, I think, I don't know what it is. Like you go through school and you kind of go through a desensitizing of some sort, right? Where you're not tuning in a lot more to how am I feeling? And people ask, how are you? But they don't really want to know how you're really doing. They right. just want, I'm good. I'm okay. Life's good. But when you begin to answer that question all the time with yourself, like, how are you feeling genuinely? You're like, oh, there's a little bit of pain in my heart. Why is that? You know, and just breathing into it and connecting with that, I find to be very grounding mm -hmm. and just creates better experiences for you with other people because you're connecting right you're right. connected to yourself so you can connect to other people right yeah and and culturally you know I wouldn't go around telling everyone like oh I have a pain in my heart you know I wouldn't want to open up to everyone in that way yeah. because culturally it's not necessarily safe in a way to yeah. do that right yeah. so I would yeah. you know like when I do share my real feelings yeah it's, it's with people that I, I trust more yeah. you know so so there's that. Maybe one day we'll get to a point in society where we will feel safe with everyone and more yeah. open. And I hope we do get to that point in human civilization. But I'm for hoping. Now, yeah, yeah, for that for now, especially in urban areas, there's that level of protection that you yeah. kind of you know have to put up. My house. Don't talk to the neighbors. Just wave and then be about your business. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it is kind of like that. It is. It is a little bit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you studied, I'm going to, I keep struggling with this word, Ayurvedic. Ayurvedic. Ayurvedic nutrition mm -hmm. at the Greens Ayurveda in Kerala, India. Yes. For those of us who don't know what Ayurvedic nutrition is, please educate us. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> You're like, whoa, there's a lot. What do you want to know? Right. So some people say that it's yoga's sister science. Okay. So if I could put it this way, it's kind of like the lifestyle guideline to okay. yoga, if that makes any sense. Because there's like nutrition, okay. there's also like lifestyle recommendations depending on your dosha. So a dosha okay. is, um, I guess you could describe that in English as the word maybe energy, but maybe okay. that's still not the right word. Mm -hmm. So there's three main doshas, kapha, pitta, and vata. Okay, okay. Right? So vata, that's kind of like where I am that's like okay. my the, 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 ma the majority of what makes up my energy okay okay and that is more of the um air it, it, it's the air element okay okay yeah so okay. you know I'm like I don't know you, like like usually people who are vatas like they're usually skinnier like they're they're kind of skinnier but faster kind of flighty a little bit because okay. it's the element of air okay so okay. you know you can all you, you can maybe imagine like a cartoon someone a cartoon character that's like that like piglet Okay. We're more prone to like anxiety and things like that. That's oh. kind of just how the way, you know. You reference Winnie the Pooh. We're best friends. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Piglet? She knows Piglet? <laughs> Who doesn't love Winnie the Pooh? Oh, there's a lot of people. <laughs> oh no! I get scolded for using Winnie the Pooh gifs or what are they called? Yeah. People scold you? That's horrible. Yeah, they're like, you're a kid. I've got like a Winnie the Pooh on my bed. Oh, how it's cute. Kind of, yeah, it's kind of weird. I'm looking for like a big one that I can like snuggle. Oh, yeah. I hope you manifest that. You got this. You can do it. Get it, get it. So, yeah, that's Vata. And then okay. Pitta is more the fire element. So we all know those types of people who um, they're more like, you know, they when they're in balance, they make really good leaders. But okay. you know, if they're not in balance, they can become across overbearing, kind of more like bulldozing. Oh. Yeah. And this is just my way of describing it. So, you know, I'm sure lots of people have different ways of describing oh, yeah. it. So maybe Pitta, I would say maybe 
Tigger could be kind of a pizza. I, I could see him as a pizza vata, but maybe, you know, he's got that fire in him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tigger. Yeah. And Kappa is Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> so Kappa is more slow and, oh. you know, just like they usually like bigger boned and, you know, just okay. physically. But th- there's oh. like the physical composition and the mental composition. Okay, okay. And there's like tests that you can take online to figure out because like the combined um, physical and mental aspect is what would make up your predominant dosha. What would it be called, like the test online that one would take? I believe Deepak Chopra has one. Yes, you Are can they just free? Look, yeah, it's free. Okay. Or you okay. can just look up Ayurveda quiz, like what's my dosha. Okay. And you can figure that out. I think I'm Pitta. I feel you think like you're Pitta? Yeah. I feel like you could definitely be Pitta. <laughs> you're a very powerful woman. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm a lot of energy. Like, I can be good when I'm like balanced and I'm okay but like if I'm not balanced and it's kind of destructive I feel like I set everything on fire Mm. I heard fire and I was like yeah it's kind of the energy I feel a lot of the times (laughs) okay yeah and and yeah it's like pizzas can can you know like you can soar when you're in balance and and all of us can you know every single dosha and we all have all three elements within us but there's just one that's more usually more dominant okay there are people who exist that are tridosic so those unicorns out there (laughs) (laughs) that's like do do you does one want to be that or aspire to be that not in my opinion it's Mm. not necessarily better in my opinion because I believe that every one of us have a purpose like the mm. way we are there's a, I think there's a reason why we are the way that we are you know yeah. and we can change ourselves but I think that we can also um like if, if we do want to change ourselves in a positive way yeah. we can just balance out our dosha and just really be who who we are in that way yeah if that makes sense I like that that makes sense I feel like I'm learning a lot more too <laughs> <laughs> yes that's the goal <laughs> <laughs> okay so would you say that that teaching in India was what is inspired your veganism journey no I've been vegan for way longer than that okay I actually had to go veget I actually had to step down and go vegetarian in India okay so I was not following veganism in India okay but yeah I went vegan when I was 15 so uh, 15 years ago oh what inspired the decision to become vegan I was already vegetarian Mm -hmm. a lot Mm -hmm. of it was for health reasons okay and when I was 15 I decided to research more about it and I I got into the way that they treated the animals and I started researching that and just those horrible videos were Mm -hmm. enough to make me say hey I can't contribute to this like I want to be more about compassion. Like, yeah. I don't I don't want to contribute to this negativity. And it wasn't just, it's not just the way they treat the animals. It's also, like, the what's it, what ends up be, being in the meat and in the milk. Um, mm-hmm. Like, the byproduct and um, the way that, you know, they, they put antibiotics in the mm-hmm. animals. Um, there's hormones. They, mm-hmm. you know, added hormones. There's all kinds of things going on. It's, it's just not, I just decided it wasn't for me. Yeah. 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 Okay, so you jumped from being vegan on a food level to maybe vegan on a conscious level because I remember posts where you were offering people clothing and you were like oh this clothing isn't necessarily old or torn up I'm just vibrationally not matching to it anymore and would like for people to come and take it Mm -hmm. so what was that like did you do research and find out that animal products were still going into some of our clothing or what was it? Okay, yeah, I, I know what you're talking yeah. about when I was talking about the clothing. Yeah. So with clothing, in, in college, I got more into researching about, like, fair trade and ethically made things. And, okay, okay. Um, so it's not it's not necessarily that there's animals in the clothing. Okay. Of course, I wouldn't buy a brand new leather jacket because I would not want to support the industry, the leather industry. Okay, Or, okay. The, you know, the sheep industry, personally. Yeah. Um, but... 
I feel like buying something used, you know, since you're not supporting the manufacturer, I'm yeah. a lot more okay with that. I actually do have some some things that are leather that I bought from the thrift store. Okay, okay. Yeah. And so maybe um, that time... And, and I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm always shedding things too. Yeah. I'm actually going to a clothing swap tomorrow, so... <laughs> But yeah, I guess my opinion on buying new clothing is that the um, it, it, it contributes, I think the fashion industry is one of the most, the highest um, polluting industries that okay. exists. So yeah. I try to avoid buying new things okay. and I try to give my things away, not throw them away if I don't need it or if I don't want it anymore. Okay, okay. So Good maybe practice. that's what that was. Yeah, maybe yeah. that's what you're mentioning when I was posting something about that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm often inspired by your posts of the latest recipe that you're trying. Mm -hmm. What has being vegan taught you about yourself and the way you relate to the world? Hmm. That's an interesting question. Yeah. I feel like you're learning so much. Like you're making things from scratch, like pancakes and I don't know what it is. I keep seeing new things and I'm like, oh man, I need to invite her over to this house and come cook some stuff. Sure, sure. I'll come over. I'll just get the nerve to drive up to Kane, okay? Go Overcome through the my tunnel. Time. Yeah, go through the tunnel. I've done it before. It's not like I haven't done it before. Okay, okay. So. Um, yeah, I get, you know, just with food. I love food. I've always loved food. Okay. And so I, um, yeah, so I've, yeah, I've always loved food and I think, you know, Actually, that's a that's a good question that you ask because I'll, I'll also add another thing about being vegan is that I've had an eating I had an eating disorder when I was a teenager. Okay. Yeah, I was a cheerleader. I was fourteen years old and I got really skinny. I was the same height that I am now, but ninety pounds. Oh. Yeah, okay. and I was addicted to exercising, and I just I was addicted to, um, you know, just making my body look better. I just never okay. felt like I was good enough. Yeah. So when I was transitioning from vegetarian to veganism, being vegan made me just care less because I knew that I was eating healthier anyway. Okay. Okay. And I knew that it was good for my body. Yeah. So it just made me, the eating disorder kind of just subsided because I was now focused on doing something nice for the animals rather mm. than like doing something to overly perfect myself. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I see a lot of power in your eyes. That's Thank good. you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you have another song? Are we ready for another song? Oh, you want me to sing another song? Yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll sing another now. song. Sure. <laughs> I'm moving into a home I've never seen And I'm turning into a dream I've never dreamed And I will climb over the mountains if I have to To taste the sky over the valleys full of love and I will walk with you tonight And we'll glow brighter than the stars and city lights And it's okay, we're coming home Don't be afraid to be alone Because the safety net was only in your mind
because your voice and then your energy in the voice. So you only post this on social media sometimes and you don't have an album. Not yet, but I but there are plans in the works. Like I would like to I would love to record a few al- I have oh. enough songs to make maybe have a few albums, so I would like I would love to do that. Oh my goodness, Allie. I just <laughs> like I'm remembering the first time I watched and I think you were performing with an ukulele first previously, yeah? Yes. And then you kind of switched out to the guitar. You have grown so much from that time to now. And I got the sense love song was that a love song? A no? love song for myself. Mm. Yeah. I just, I just want to sit here in that, you know, in that calm and peace and that sound the whole time. So you're coming over to my house. We're kidnapping you and you're going to make <laughs> me food that's like made up from scratch. And then you're just going to play these songs while I sleep. <laughs> a retreat just for you at your house (laughs) right (laughs) let us talk about emotions and how important do you feel it is to experience translate process and release any kind of emotion that one person may feel I think that's life I think it's yeah yeah I think that's very important to be able to do that for just to recognize the yeah. need to do that. Because I think a lot of us go about in, you know, like the standard life maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and mm-hmm. everyone's different, but I, th- I feel like a lot of people just go about their day and just distract themselves and go out and drink. You know, just like go to yeah. work, go out and drink and do like fill their time with things and go home and Mindless. sleep. But, but where's the time for yourself? Where's the time to mm. process your day? How about asking yourself, hey, like what kind of day did I have, you know? Yeah. Like how did I feel today? Yeah. We don't pause in the instant world and I think that's maybe what it is with me trying to go off social media during my birthday month is that in the social world everything's so instant you know you're like okay we're doing this now 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 there isn't now so there isn't a pause Mm -hmm. you know you never feel the need to just pause and so placing that intentional pause I'm hoping will remind me to always intentionally pause you know that it's okay to not have anything going on not have anything on your schedule it's okay to forget a couple of things because that's life forcing me to have that pause that I may have not been having right absolutely yeah Yeah. fun times yeah it's so important like finding that stillness and you know not being still all the time because I did go to through a period where I was just like meditating all day like, mm-hmm. that's like what I did every day oh, but yeah, I think movement's important too now I finally realized okay I should get up and move I should go <laughs> I should go exercise <laughs> what would you say is a helpful ritual for when it comes to releasing your emotions do you I do this thing where I have to have a bath one day a week and that's just like filling up the bathtub I'm looking at this company that sells rose petals and other kinds of flowers that you can toss in with bath salts Mm. too that would kind of help me relax but then if I feel called to cry Mm -hmm. I will then just like pour it out right there in that space and that's my way to kind of just like let it go it's my ritual you know if I've missed the bath for a week I shower obviously not that I haven't I've gone for a week not showering but if I miss a bath for a week I go oh what is it that I haven't done that allows me 
my release mm. you know is it going to the beach is it drinking more water is it stretching you know that's beautiful that's amazing yeah. that you do that wow <laughs> I'm learning I don't I'm not consistent but I'm definitely learning okay yeah, yeah. that's beautiful that you even do that so <laughs> right on so what is your ritual? What do you think you do for release? You know, I have so many different, like I've learned different techniques. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I ha necessarily have a ritual. Like sometimes I feel like I need to go for a walk or that I need okay. to go out for a hike. Yeah. Um, sometimes I go in the ocean. Lately it's yeah. been cold. Um, but sometimes I need to meditate. Sometimes yeah. I need to do breath work. It just depends on, like there's so many ways to release. Okay. Sometimes I just need to go to the gym and just bust it out. Sometimes I need to slow it down and do yoga. So there's yeah. just, there's all these different tools that I think, you know, and I think for me it's important to realize like every day I don't need the same thing because my brain mm. will want to do the same thing. Like, you know, because your brain can easily get into like a pattern in life. Oh, okay. okay. But yeah, like what, like we talked about earlier. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. sometimes like, you know, I need to slow down and be like, okay, well, this is what I did yesterday, but that might not necessarily work for me today. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, JWM family. I had kept it till the end to announce that Ali and I would be doing an episode two of her journey and we'd be diving more into trauma. Um, what else are we looking at, Ali? Trauma. I mean, you write the podcast, so. <laughs> She's like, oh, you, you make all the <laughs> More music. Um, hopefully, maybe poetry we're not going to push the poetry element super hard it will come if it comes and if it doesn't come then not do you have a song that you feel like closing out with that you would like to share sure i, I always have a song
I'm just gonna keep recordings of these and just like play them in the house oh. while I like do other stuff. Oh, thank you. It has been so beautiful reconnecting with you again. I feel so honored that you chose me to do this and I had oh, the please. best time ever. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for letting me into your space and into your life, you know, because it is your life. Yeah, thank you so much for traveling to my space. <sighs> Anytime. I like this place. Okay. Right on. <laughs> so we will see you in the next episode directly after this one. Mastering your higher self with Ellie. I love you so much. I love you too. Sounds great. <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. Until then, maholokwe kiotaba ribuile aloha.